podcast was good. Thank you all so much for listening. I have some very, very good news. I now have a hub for every piece of content I release. You will not want to miss out on this. So go to YouTube right now, search Hampton Hoops, and subscribe to never miss a beat. Now let's get into today's show. Let's get it. What's up? What's up, Bryce? How you doing, my guy? Doing good, man. It's early in the morning. Yeah. Not really <laughs> we up early, early this morning, but this will be dropping the same time. So it's probably seven or eight whenever you're watching this. But we got up bright and early to talk about some hoops, which we are not complaining about whatsoever. We're going to start off with some interesting news. I mean, I feel like everybody gets caught for tampering around this time of year in the dead of the offseason. NBA has nothing else to do. They're like, all right, let's see who the hell has been tampering. In reality, I think if you talk to GMs, it's pretty much everyone in the league does it, but it's just a matter of who gets caught. And I'm pretty sure, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure someone has to turn you in for it for them to start investigating because they don't, they're not just randomly investigating people. I think another GM has to be upset about it, turn it in and say, hey, like I didn't get a fair offer. But anyways, that's besides the point. I am getting into all of this because of what Bryce is about to say. So I'll let Bryce so elegantly illustrate what's going on. So our team, the New York Knicks, are getting investigated for tampering um, because of the Jalen Brunson signing. They say um, that he's been contacted a few days before the free agency started. And I think Mark Cuban doesn't like um, that he loves. Even though he said um, he's glad wherever Jalen Brunson goes, he's going to be happy for him. But I don't think he's happy about that. Yeah, I I – I would be not surprised if Mark Cuban did that. We were just talking off air about Mark Cuban and his, I have a piece coming out. It'll be out by the time this video is dropped, but it's about Mark Cuban speaking on Mikey Williams and overtime elite is very, very interesting because Cuban was not happy about overtime elite at all, but yeah, him losing Jalen Brunson's massive. I love the pickup for Christian Wood, but I could see the Mavericks being upset about uh, the Jalen Brunson deal. So if I, I mean, that's gotta be the only team that would turn them in for it. And the fact that the Knicks just can't get out of their own way is just so, so sad to me because they get Jalen Brunson. They're still pursuing Donovan Mitchell, but now they have this shit that drops. So it's it's very, very bad for the Knicks right now. I actually saw Jalen Brunson going to the Knicks because his dad's there. He's been coaching with Tibbs for, our, mm-hmm. for his coaching career. So oh yeah, I really get mad about a guy wanting to play with his dad, especially in the NBA. That doesn't happen very often. Exactly. I don't blame him one bit because, I mean, that was the only real team that I thought he would leave. I thought he'd either stay or go to the Knicks because they did hire his dad, obviously. And then I just the bag that he got, that's going to be talked about for a long time to come. I feel bad because if he has an off game, the New York media is going to be on him. So, oh, we're paying this guy over one hundred million dollars, you know, to do this, this and this. It's just going to be interesting for Jalen Brunson next year because the pressure is going to be a lot, lot higher because you're not playing second fiddle to Luka and you have expectations this year. Even if it is, you know, the Knicks, they're going to expect you to play well with the money you're making, just like Randall last year, right? Like he had a honeymoon year with them because nobody expected it. But once he ex- got had some expectations this uh, last year, he did not perform well, and the Knicks are pretty much really out on him. So we'll see how it goes, man. How do you think Jalen Brunson's going to play in, up in New York? Um, Well, he's going to be sharing the ball, He's not, and he's used to that. So I feel like he can fit perfectly in their system. Mm-hmm. He's used to being like, I wouldn't say like second fiddle, but like uh, 
kind of a role scorer, mm -hmm. third, second option. So I think he should be fine. But as a Lakers fan, I know about those bad um, contracts, man. <laughs> like, like Timothy Mozgov, Luau Dang. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. You, you know firsthand about all those contracts. Yeah, we were just so, talking about hey. that, man. <laughs> Speaking of bad contracts, that is a perfect segue yeah. into this next Lakers topic. Yeah. Um, I was reading a fantastic piece put together by Dan Devine on TheRinger.com. It's about Russell Westbrook, the worst contract in the NBA, and no one will argue with that. He made a very interesting comparison to Oklahoma City Carmelo Anthony. Um, if you remember, if you rewind the clock a few years, Melo was at a press conference, and he got asked about coming off the bench in Oklahoma City, and his response was, who, me? And three months later, he was out of OKC. Four months after that, he was out of Houston. And then he was out of the league for a full year. And Dan Devine related all of that to this year being the moment of truth for Russ. So, Bryce, how do you see his season going next year? Do you think he can bounce back and, you know, pretty much rewrite his career uh, with the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, like – if he does like a six man role, like coming off the bench sometimes, starting some games, and and he he could win six man of the year, I feel like pretty easily if mm -hmm. he did that. And that would definitely bump him up. But I feel like he wouldn't want to do that because then he's labeled as a role player or a guy who comes off the bench, not a starter anymore, or, or that top five MVP Russ type of guy that he thinks he can be. I feel like he still can be if he lands with the right team. But I feel like he does not want to come off the bench, and I don't see it going well for, for him in, in L.A. just because of that. So, I don't know. I hope he plays better, shoots better, because last year was atrocious, and we don't need a year like that anymore. Yeah, that's, that, you're exactly right about Russ, because that's the thing about him. He's one of the most hard-headed guys you'll ever meet. And even dating back to his stardom, his MVP years, the only knock on him was how inefficient he was, and that was an all-time high last year. But in his MVP seasons, he was not an efficient sh shooter, but he shot the ball anyways. And everyone, including his teammates, you're screaming at him, like, we don't need this, and he would not do it. It's just like coming off the bench right now, right? You know, like, as a six-man, I think it could work. I think he could work with a second unit, but I, there's just no shot of that happening whatsoever just because of he's not humble enough to do so. Um because he's not gonna he's not gonna play on a minimum for anybody, and I think this pains me to say because I've been a Russ fan for so so long. I think after this year, um, he may be out of the league for a little while, like uh, Carmelo Anthony was, because I just do not see it working with the Lakers, and they can't trade him because of the contract. He's got one year left on that. It's gonna be a telltale year for Russ. Can you save it? I mean, the coach Darvin Ham has done everything he can and said everything right, but I don't know if it's going to matter at the end of the day because I don't see him trying on defense either. Hey, maybe he can play for the Hawks for a day like Carmelo did. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. That's insane. I completely forgot about that. Or play for the Grizzlies like Iguodala did too. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Iguodala. Yeah. Gosh, don't. Literally, I went to a Warriors game last year and like they were just booing him the entire time. It was absolutely incredible. 
but anyways, yeah, Melo eventually came back for Portland and, you know, revitalized his career as a role player. He's going to be an all hall of famer, obviously. So is Russ, but you have to realize when you hit a certain age, I mean, it can be over in a matter of seconds and Carmelo, Carmelo knows that better than anyone. Let's get into some little bit more off season talk. I was seeing, um, you know, several lists of point guards going into next year. Bryce, my question to you is, who are your top five point guards going into next year? So you sent me a list to look at. So um, going into next year, I see Steph Curry, John Morant for sure. Um, I feel like Chris Paul might fall off the cliff this year. I don't know. Just depending, he's getting older. He's still great defensively, and he's good at distributing the ball. But I would definitely say – um, you I could put Darius Garland at like five because he had a great year. I can see him actually coming out this year and being consistent on getting great years. Like I saw you and Coop think he could um average 30. I, I, don't yeah, I, don't, I didn't know. I said he needs to. I didn't say I don't, I I don't think he can. I, was gonna say, I don't I was, think he I don't can. Think he can. But yeah. um I can I can put him up there. If if Kyrie comes to the Lakers, he'd definitely be be up there for sure. Damian Lillard, I can see him making a comeback. But top five, I got Steph, Ja, Trey Young for sure. Um, I would, I'm, I don't really think James Harden is a point guard and Luca is a point guard. But if you put them, if you put them in that category, I would put them those two up there just because they're great distributing the ball for sure. But um, shooting the ball is where they well. Luke is more of a distributor. James Harden's definitely a scorer. So, yeah, I would say both of them would be up there. And, yeah, I'll go Darius Garland for sure. Heard, heard. I got Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, John Morant, Trey Young, and Damian Lillard in that order. I just think Steph Curry coming off of championships got to be number one. Luka is the best all-around player out of those five, so he's at my number two. And then Ja, everyone knows how I feel about Ja Morant, and he's got to be number three. Hey, you know who we forgot to put on there? Who? Mellow Ball. Like, I know, I know. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he's top five though. Like, you I don't think, think so. Uh-uh, no, uh, no. I, I, I think Steph, Luca, Ja, Trey, and Dame. I think, yeah, I, I, I take them any day over, over Mellow at least. Not, not in the future. Not if we're starting a franchise or anything. But like, I'm just talking about like next year. In a bulk, like in a vacuum, I'm taking Steph, Steph, Luca, Ja, Trey, and Dame. Dame's the only question mark for me because of that abdominal surgery. Trey Young, I mean, he's a sniper. Hopefully, he can move off the ball with Dejounte Murray. That's that's something he's got to learn how to do. Because everyone, I I heard um, Kenny Beecham say this the other day, and it was so perfect. Everyone wants to be Steph Curry until it's time to be Steph Curry. Steph Curry's yeah. off-ball movement is absolutely incredible, but Trey Young doesn't want to do that, and that's his next unlock. Trey's already averaged 30 a game, but to win championships like Steph, you got to be able to move off the ball, especially with DeJounte there, you know? Yeah, that man Steph, coming off a pick, is ridiculous. Like, he looks like a freaking running back in the backfield, juking all the defenders. Like, it's wild the way he's able to cut off picks and stuff. Exactly. And he's such an underrated, like how good of shape he's in yeah, like, to, sure. to, the mileage he runs a game. I mean, I'm sure it's incredible yeah. and he, he's always in the best shape. And like you said, man, he's, he's, he's a sniper and it, it is what it is. But one little thing I want to get into real quick is uh, 
So Donovan Mitchell was playing at the Miami program. We talked a little bit about that. Uh, he got Miami chance, you know, talking about the heat. Hey. And he had a little reaction to it. Wasn't much, just a nice little smile after he heard the Miami uh, chance. But I could not go on this pod and not talk about Donovan Mitchell to Miami. So um, it, I don't think, it, looking at it, I don't think there, there's going to be a trade, to be honest, because I don't think Miami has enough to offer Danny Ainge. So I, but, you know, we still have hope, Bryce. We still have hope. Hey. Exactly. They've been watching the pod and watching the clips, man. They <laughs> all of them wanted to. Yes. I didn't, why wouldn't you want it, man? It's just a perfect fit. But anyways, we'll get into one last thing, and that is it's also concerning the Los Angeles Lakers, your favorite team. Yeah. Should the Lakers, if you were them, would you re-sign Carmelo Anthony? Huh. <laughs> I struggle with this a lot because it, it is mellow. He could score off the bench. Like, he's pretty decent at that. But his defense is terrible. Like, he puts no effort on defense at all. Mm-hmm. Um, So, I really, I'd rather us cut ties with him because his defense is so bad. But we have been filling in for defensive gaps because of that. So, it's I'm really in between a rock and a hard place right now with that. So I would I would say I would rather cut ties with him and try to find something else or like call a guy up or something. Mm-hmm. You're exactly in the same boat as me, man. Because I'm I'm really indifferent about it, but if I had to, I, I would cut ties as well. And it's for the exact same reason. Um, I was reading somewhere his overall defensive impact was worse than 95 percent of the NBA last year. Yeah, and that's just absolutely atrocious. As a role player, he fits in as a scorer, as a heater off the bench, but the Lakers do not need that. This is a team that was in the 20s in defense last year, so it was a rough, rough go for them. I think they should cut ties and, uh, you know, spend their money on something else. The reason I bring it up is because I was looking at a list because there's still a few free agents out there, and he was one of them. I was like, should the Lakers re-sign him? I did hear the Knicks are talking to him, speaking of a team we were talking to earlier, but – I don't know who's going to defend on that team, especially if they get Donovan Mitchell. So that's interesting. Yeah. But that's all I got, man. If you Do you have anything else? No, that's all I have today, man. All right, let's get a nice little quick and early one. Bryce, yeah. I hope you have a fantastic day, my friend. You too, my guy.